Hello and welcome to Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you on your journey to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. This is your host, Beck Mylonis, High Priestess, Channel, and Activator. Join me on this series as I share reflections, insights, and channel transmissions from my journey of walking the initiation path. Each episode is a unique transmission containing supportive frequencies to facilitate the deepest healing, activation, and reconnection with your soul. I invite you to open your mind and set the intention to receive this episode into your heart space. Let's go. Hi, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Cracked Open, a podcast guiding you to becoming a vessel of unconditional love. I'm going to be honest with you guys, today's episode feels really tender. Um, I'm going to tread really carefully with this one because I feel it's a lot of energy already moving. Um, it's going to be quite a release for some of you listening to this. It's going to be really hard to hear for others of you listening to this. But my hope is that everyone who listens to this gets some sort of catharsis through this. My aim and my intention for this isn't to just trigger you um, for no reason. It's to support you in clearing some of the stuff uh, that you're holding on to that are preventing you from coming into your own masculine energy, um, building deeper connections with masculine energy, coming into sacred union, partnership, cultivating more of your own inner masculine in your life, whether you are a feminine or a masculine being to cultivate more of your divine masculine energy, particularly the warrior archetype to use that in your life in a way that is productive. So today I am channeling the divine masculine, which is not something, if you know me, <laughs> it's not my normal or familiar or go-to energy to channel. I'm a divine feminine being. I have a lot of feminine energy and it's been quite a journey for me to reclaim my inner masculine, as you will hear on this podcast, I talk about it a lot on here, um, to be even able to stand here and channel cleanly masculine energy. But it's my hope that for those of you who do not have a good example of masculine leadership or divine masculinity or the warrior archetype in your life, you can access these through the energies that I'm channeling today. So we have a lot of support here for you. I definitely feel Christ consciousness is here, Christ frequency um, some beautiful Mayan warrior energy for you to access so you can know what this feels like, right? Um, because often when we're healing this stuff, we don't have those access points in real life through people around us. We don't have embodied examples of what, for instance, pure divine masculine energy feels like. And so it's really hard to have a tangible experience of that or um, experience healing around that if it's not showing up in our external reality. So let me be that space for you today. I'm going to try my hardest to be a clear, neutral, objective channel for that energy. I want to talk about the warrior archetype and I want to talk about the wounding around the masculine that we hold collectively. And I want to talk about how we really need to stop perpetuating the cycles that we've been in collectively around masculine energy, around essentially castrating the masculine so the masculine cannot rise, right? So if you're a male listening to this, I want to say as well, there are huge invitations for you to let go of guilt and shame, to let go of fear of, oh my fucking God, I'm going to be like every man that I've seen that I don't want to grow up and be like, um, right? I've heard this. I've actually heard this a lot from men that I've worked with. They're examples of masculine energy. So their father, 
their uncles, their brothers, the government, <laughs> what they see in movies, whatever it is, is not super um, healed, right? And so they have decided I'm going to go through life and I'm not going to be like that. But in not being like that, they've gone too hard the other way. So for instance, if they had a father that was very aggressive and violent and misogynistic towards women and um, power hungry and controlling and you know, all these negative, had a temper. Um, yeah, all these negative masculine aspects that we see playing out in the world, then they might go through life being like, well, I don't want to be like this. And so what happens is they flip too hard and they turn into a nice guy and a nice guy without balls is what I want to say, right? Like, so a nice guy who doesn't have masculine qualities because aggression, for instance, can be channeled in a way where it is productive, it is positive. Aggression, when it is coming to protecting something sacred is actually fucking required sometimes, guys. I know there's lots of you out there probably feeling like, no, there's no need for violence ever or aggression, but actually aggression can be channeled in a way where it's productive. Anger can be channeled in a way where it's productive, right? Anger channeled can give you oomph towards something. It can give you drive. It can give you conviction. It can give you courage. It can give you uh, momentum towards something. I actually channel my anger in a really productive way where it gives me motivation, right? So what I'm saying is these essences or these frequencies can be channeled in a way which is healthy. And a lot of men who have come with examples of masculinity, which has been really harmful, they've been overly aggressive, they've been overly angry, they've been overly violent, whatever it is, they've said, I never want to be like that. And in being like that, they've shut down all of these masculine traits within them, right? And this is what we kind of see in the spiritual community. I've talked about this before. A lot of men who are hyper-feminine, um, hyper-feminine in that they're very in their feelings, they're very sensitive, they're very open, they're very in their emotions because they've reclaimed all of that, but they're not really, they don't have the backbone, right? And so women will feel safe around them because it's feminine energy, really, but they won't feel like these men are capable of fully supporting them and showing up. Um, they will not feel safe to fully let their guard down because these men cannot provide, cannot support, cannot do the fucking thing that's necessary, like killing the person coming to invade your home. Not that I'm not, I'm not um, saying that that's a good thing to do. Don't go killing people. But I'm saying like, if there is a home invasion, would you want a guy who's super feminine, who's hiding in the corner being like, oh fuck, like I don't want to be violent. Or would you want a guy who will get a baseball bat <laughs> and be prepared to fight for you? I don't know, guys. I'm pretty sure I know which, which, which guy I would want in that situation. But what I'm trying to say is those aspects, those traits have been shut down because of how the feminine has collectively castrated the masculine. As we've stepped into feminine empowerment, we've stepped into feminism. A lot of people are going to not like what I'm saying, and that's okay. You'll get there eventually in understanding this. Yes, women should be empowered. Yes, women should be independent. We should would be sovereign. We should be allowed to do whatever the fuck we want to do. But at the same time, a lot of feminism is harmful and it's damaging towards the masculine because essentially what it is, is just beating on the masculine. It's um, negating the masculine, it's shutting the masculine down. It's, um, it's doing to the masculine what the masculine did to the feminine, right? Which is silencing the masculine. It's silencing the masculine qualities, right? And there's reasons why women do this. We're fucking pissed off. We've been pissed off for a really long time, right? And so when feminism came, women were like, yes, I get to express how pissed off I am 
and there's a whole wave or stream of women backing me up and now men can't say anything because they're going to get fired from their job if they make one comment or they can't you know men are like terrified they're in this fucking position where they're like if I make a wrong step I'm going to get like canceled. I'm going to get fucking shut down. I mean, and this ironically, right? Like this is the core wound that the feminine has been holding onto around her gifts, her power, her magic. She is terrified and has been terrified of if I show people who, who I am, if I ex exude my power or my gifts or my sensuality, whatever it is, I'm going to get shut down. I'm going to get canceled. I'm going to get excommunicated right now. The masculine's going through that. So we've kind of flipped it on its head and that needed to happen. We needed to bring awareness to what was done to the feminine. We needed the feminine to feel empowered enough to speak up. We needed the feminine to reclaim her sovereignty. We needed the feminine to be seen and heard, right? We needed all of this. We needed that feminine independence and the permission to fucking do what we came here to do. We needed that. It was required. But if we keep holding onto that anger, we keep holding onto that bitterness, we keep holding onto that blaming and shaming and negating the masculine, the masculine is not going to be able to rise to be the beautiful, supported, supportive, protector, provider, heartfelt fucking warriors that we need them to be, right? And so we are preventing the masculine from rising into its full capacity the more we essentially castrate them. And as a man, you probably feel, I can feel there's men listening to this who are like, damn, she's fucking right. I feel like I'm so afraid to be in my power. I'm so afraid to be in my dark masculine. I'm so afraid to be in my dominance because the women now today they shut me down right they shut me down they don't want to see that they belittle me they baby me they mother me and they don't allow me to step into that and not only that but I'm terrified that the examples I've seen of that in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s from my parents from my grandparents whatever it is of this masculine energy is so fucked up and it caused so much damage that I don't want to do this and because I'm a good person and I pride myself on being a conscious loving human and I want to be a good man, then I won't do any of that. But then that's made me soft, right? Do we understand what's happening here, right? Like there's a, there's a very fucking fine line from being overly aggressive, overly dominant, bouldering over people, which is my dad, bouldering over everyone fucking around them and not caring and being assertive, dominant, being able to call shit out, being able to be aggressive when it's needed being able to have courage and conviction being able to stand up being able to have integrity being able to have truth these are all masculine qualities right and a lot of men today are lacking these qualities and so the women say where are all the men where are all the conscious men where are all the evolved men i've done all my work and where are all the men who can meet me and see me and show up in this and yet when a man shows up wanting to meet them, wanting to hear them, wanting to learn or listen to them. They're like, nope, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to baby a guy through his fucking evolution. I already expect and know how he's going to show up and he's just going to disappoint me and I don't have time for that. So I'd rather not be with any man ever. That was me for a really long time. I don't need men. Fuck men. I hate men. I hated men, guys. I hated men. And there's a lot of women listening to this who carry that hate and that resentment towards men. Maybe it's your father, maybe it's your past partners, maybe, you know, you suffered abuse and I'm not negating. This is really important, right? This is why this is such a tender topic today. I'm not here to negate the abuse, the pain, the trauma, the suffering that you have gone through at the hands of the masculine, because that is real. That is a very real experience. We have all been through it. I went through that grief and that pain. I was in my dark feminine for three years 
unable to move into my light feminine, into love and compassion and forgiveness, because there was so much pain there that if I had have been in any other archetype, it would have fucking crushed me, right? I was not able to see the masculine in its wounding and forgive it and be like, they're just wounded little boys perpetuating something that they learned, right? That's all it is. It's all they learned. This is like, you need to get this. This is the paradigm that we have been in. They have been taught from TVs, from governments, from brainwashing, from fucking three world war, two world wars, three. I'm like three world wars. There hasn't been three, but there is constantly war going on, teaching men how to behave, how to act, how to be. And then them getting fed that from their ancestral line, the trauma of war. Imagine going off to war, right? Imagine going off to war and you have to be fucking tough and hard and you see all these horrible things and you have to hold it together. You have to hold it together. You have to hold it together. I can feel in this podcast, there's going to be some like war related trauma clearing from the masculine line. For anyone that means something too, there is war templates clearing, right? You've gone off to war. Your grandfather, sorry, gone off to war and he's experienced this trauma and then he's come home and he can't talk about the things that he's seen. He cannot share with his wife the things that he's seen because he needs to be tough. He needs to just fucking hold it in together. And so then as a result of that, he beats his children. He takes it out on everyone around him because he's so angry and he's so fucking hurt. Like men have feelings too, right? This is the other thing. Men feel things. They feel things. They just internalize them, right? Or they suppress them and then they come out and they perpetuate themselves in an unhealthy way. So that father is then going to go become an alcoholic. That grandfather is going to go become an alcoholic. He's going to beat his wife, right? He's going to treat his children in some way. He's not going to be present for them. And so then his children learned men are not present, right? My father is not there present for me. My father's not proud of me. My father, I have no examples of masculine energy, which is showing up and witness neutrality and support for me, right? Because the man is shut off from his emotions. He's shut off from everything. He's just focused on work and getting through the fucking day and providing and supporting. And therefore I have no examples of what it is to have a man who is compassionate, holding loving space for me, right? And then they pass that down to their kids. And this is how it's been for centuries and centuries and centuries. Trauma, right? I had a connection out here um, and it was really interesting. I'm still in this connection and I've spoken about it on here. It's been kind of on and off again. It's been a very karmic situation. I'm so grateful for it because it's been so much gifts and learning for me. But it's a man who has in his line, in his masculine line, there is this warrior coding, right? Oh, I feel it through my whole body. There's a transition of this coming through for anyone who's willing to receive it here. There is fucking warrior in his blood. There is warrior in this man's blood going way back, right? But I remember one time we were hanging out and we'd smoke some weed and I was having all these downloads about like his line. And it was like that warrior energy was not channeled in a way that was in integrity, in truth, in love, in um, unity consciousness. And so that energy became very distorted. And what happened along the way was then the men in his line became drug dealers and they became, you know, hustlers and they became violent. They stopped, stopped taking, um, they stopped seeing human life with reverence. Like they, it was so easy for them to take lives. This man has seen so many people in his family die around him, right? Trauma, 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 trauma. And that is carried through the masculine line. But at the core of that frequency was warrior, right? And that warrior was not able to be expressed in a healthy way. And so then how it perpetuated itself was violence. It was abuse. It was, you know, um, 
alcoholism, lots of different ways is perpetuated in this man's line. And he said to me, Beck, I'm going to be the best. Oh, sorry. I was getting really emotional because like, I feel it. It's so true. I'm going to be the best version of my bloodline. And I could see in him as he was saying that, like this warrior coding coming back online and his business is actually has a word warrior in it, which is really funny. I didn't even clock that when I met this man, but long story short, he's here to bring those frequencies back, right? The pure codex of the warrior who is that it's that violence. It's that grit. It's that determination. It's that um, violence with a, for a positive means, right? Like viol violence channeled positively. It's the assertiveness, it's the dominance, it's the masculinity, um, yet it's been misused, right? And so this man grew up with these examples of masculine energy that was fucking toxic. His father was in prison. I'm sure he doesn't mind me sharing all of this, by the way. Um, I'm going to tell him about it. I'm going to tell him I'm sharing about this so he is aware. Um, really terrible examples of masculinity. And so he had to go and learn what is masculine energy? How can I be a better version of this. And I'm sharing this because what I'm trying to get at is that most men that we encounter have this degree of trauma in their line. And it might not be in their immediate family. So it might not be their dad or whatever, but most men we know had a granddad that went off to war, right? Or not a granddad than a great granddad because war has been such a part of our paradigm, of our culture, of our society. It's something that is so fucking present right now. It's really present in the collective, which is why I feel I'm talking about this. Like there's so much war present, right? And that codes us, that makes us into something <laughs> over years and centuries of perpetuating this trauma. It becomes embedded in us, right? It's the women who had to wait for that man to come home that never came home. The trauma of that abandonment whoa, I feel this, like for someone in there, the trauma of that abandonment of my husband, and this could be past life too. My husband went off to a war and left me with three small children and he never fucking came back, right? Or my dad went to the store to buy some milk and he never came back, that abandonment, right? And then you wonder why you cannot trust men to show up for you. You wonder why you harbor this hate and this negativity and this bitterness inside of you, right? That's just one, that's just one of the wounds that comes from this history of war and violence that we have around the masculine, right? But we need to understand that these men were only doing what they had the resources to do, what they were taught to do, what they were shown to do. This is your permission slip in this podcast episode. And it's not like writing it off and forgetting about it and being like, well, they can do whatever the fuck they want now because Beck said, give them a permission slip of forgiveness and well, they couldn't help it. And so this is who they've become. No, but this is your invitation to let go of what has been done to you by men who didn't know any better, right? Oof, yeah, I feel that. Some of you are really, really feeling that. This is your permission to let it go because they didn't know any better. The masculine did not know any better, right? All of the trauma done to the feminine is by men who didn't know any better. They were taught that. They were just following orders. They were in a society who supported and encouraged that sort of behavior, right? If you're not stepping up into your masculine because you don't want to be like that, this is for you as well. If you're negating your own masculine energy, because you have resentment towards the masculine, because you don't want to be like that. You don't want to be in your power, taking advantage of people and hurting people. Cause that's what you've seen. Power does to people. Power makes people bad people. Power doesn't make people bad people. Power wielded with truth and love 
what, what can I say about that? That's alignment, right? I was guided to watch King Arthur um, the other day, again, as I'm receiving all these masculine codes for this masculine container that I'm about to run, which is crazy to me that I'm now teaching divine masculinity, but here it is. I was guided to watch Guy Ritchie's King Arthur, The Legend of the Sword. And it's such a fucking perfect example of this journey, right? King Arthur, in order to be King Arthur, was guided by a mage, right? She represents the feminine. And this mage was not about to take his bullshit, right? She would cut him down in a productive, helpful way. Like, so she was not indulging his bullshit. She was not indulging his ego. And she would bring him back to truth. And she would be like, are you willing to look? Are you willing to look at the thing that you're not willing to see and not look away, right? And it represents to me that the feminine needs to be a part of this journey for the masculine to rise. The feminine needs to be that mage, that witch, that power guiding the masculine into his integrity, into his truth. If that mage had been like, fuck it, he's two in his ego, I'm not going to support him. King Arthur never would have risen into being that, right? She led him into the, she said to the guy, the other guy, um, the, the head of the rebels, whatever he was, she said, I need, he needs to go to the Shadowlands, right? He needs to go to the Shadowlands so we can break him. And the guy said, we can't afford to do that because what if he never comes back? And she goes, he needs to know um, what is a fucking quote? We need to give him something big so he can think about something big, right? This is really like, like it hit me of like a oh, fuck. That's why I have to go on this jungle thing because it's my shadow quest, right? My vision quest. The vision quest is when you go into the jungle or like the forest or whatever without anything for days and you have to fend for yourself in the wild. <laughs> it's not quite like that. I've got guides. I've got a tent. I've got friends going with me, but it feels like that energy of like, you need to go through this to be initiated into that energy. And he had to go face these terrifying things and he had to break his ego. He had to break his ego in order to rise into that power to be able to wield that sword, right? But the feminine guided him there. The feminine believed in him. The feminine called him out on his bullshit. And it's not, she wasn't mothering him. She wasn't, you know, uh, belittling him. She wasn't being cruel to him, but she was pointing out when he was in his ego. And she was standing by him and supporting him to rise. That's the role of the feminine, right? We support the masculine to rise. So much symbolism in there around the sword, the sword Excalibur representing truth, representing God's power, representing union energy and how that can only be wielded when, or could only be wielded towards the end of the movie when he'd faced his demons, he'd faced his shadow and he was coming from truth and the power wasn't controlling him because he wasn't, letting it control him because he had discernment, right? And he was using that power for something higher and bigger than him. So what I'm trying to say is the power isn't bad. It's the person wielding the sword that gives that sword the power that it has, right? And true power, as in like the power of the alchemist, as in the power of Christ, the power of Christ consciousness, the power of God, the power of all of your fucking power online, like all of your life force energy really can only be wielded with love, right? So that's the positive thing is you cannot actually use your power. Actually, I take that back because I've had many lifetimes where I use my power not for good, but the full power of God cannot be used in a way that's not in alignment, right? So if you have worries about stepping into your power because you're afraid it'll be used against you, which again, that's a big feminine wound. I had that coming up for me of my feminine was so afraid to step into her power because either I'd be condemned, I would be cast out by the masculine, I'd be burned at the stake, or they'd be like, we're going to use her for our own purposes, right? We're going to wield the power through her, as in my kundalini, my magic, to do shit that I didn't want to do, right? 
I remember I was connecting to this lifetime. And this is such a fucking perfect example of the bitterness and resentment towards the masculine paradigm. The first ever lifetime I connected to past lifetime when I started this awakening was a lifetime as the Oracle of Delphi. There was like a bunch of them. So I don't think that I'm special. I know that there was a whole heap of them and take it or leave it. It's a story, right? It doesn't really fucking matter whether or not this happened. I'm kind of detached from it, but it's the essence of the story. In this story, I was, I think in the second Oracle Delphi and they, I had this like very quiet life in a village and I was so happy because I had my love of my life and my kids and they found out that I had these gifts, right? And so I was taken to the temple to be a priestess, to be channeling Apollo, which is the sun, which is the divine masculine. And over time, I started getting really resentful and bitter because these men were coming and asking me to channel about war outcomes. And, you know, if I invade this place and and power and greed and shit that like as a priestess, as a channel, I was like, this is not what my fucking channel is supposed to be used for, right? And so as the story goes, as I was told, uh, I started to fuck with basically the messages. I started to make them purposely vague or act like they were going to go one way, but really they were going to go the other. So I started to basically manipulate the messages and I started to mess with people and the priest found out that I was doing this and I was essentially excommunicated hung up um, beaten to death raped and left to die in a like a cave kind of prison I don't even know how I just have flashbacks of myself lying there being hung and and waiting to die trigger warning for some people I should have said that around some past life stuff right but that's an example to me of the feminine being fucking fed up of her power being used and manipulated by the masculine towards greed, towards power, towards violence, towards things that are so fucking out of alignment with why we have those gifts, right? We don't have those gifts to create war and to become powerful in ourselves and to hoard assets and fuck up the earth. We don't have that power for that reason. We have that power to live in harmony in unison, right? So there's this feminine wound of like my power being used by the masculine in a way which is harmful. So why would I bring it online? Why would I bring on my my gifts online in this lifetime if it's just going to get used again, right? How can I trust that men won't take my gifts and use them, right? Really big. That's a really big wound that I had to clear. And that wound only affects you, right? It affects you because you are not going to step into your power. You're not going to step into your gifts if you're afraid that someone is going to take them off you. And that wound is only ever healed when you can come into your own inner warrior energy, your own inner masculine energy of like, I will do what is required to protect the sacredness that is my gifts, that is my magic, that is my inner child, that is my divine feminine, right? That divine feminine oracle is not going to rise to her full capacity until she feels you have the capability of holding her. You, not a man, you. You are capable of taking yourself out of an environment where you're not being honored. You are capable of saying no to someone who is trying to get in your pants, right? Or something. You have the capability. No one else, right? That's your power. And that is you embodying your own masculine protect, protector, provider, and supporter. Because you, like many of these men that I've just mentioned, kept coming through all this trauma, you have only seen examples of masculine who couldn't show up, who couldn't support you, who couldn't be present, who couldn't hold your emotions, who couldn't hold your feelings, who were not present, who didn't tell you that they were proud of you, right? So then how can you expect your own masculine to show up and support your inner feminine if you've never had those examples, right? And if you are bitter and resentful towards masculine energy, I can't even tell you the number of fucking dialogues I've had between my masculine and my feminine 
And here's how they go. My masculine, and this is the transmission, right? My feminine says, where were you? <laughs> where the fuck were you when all of that bad shit was happening? Where were you when my babies were being taken away? Where were you when they were hanging me at the stake? Where were you when all of this harm was done to the world? Where were you? Why didn't you show up for me when I need you, right? Why didn't you show up for me when I needed you? I needed you to protect me. I needed you to be there for me. I needed you to hold me, to love me, to tell me that I'm going to be okay. Where were you? Where were you? And the masculine says, and this is every time, the masculine says, my darling, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I wasn't the man that I needed you to be. You needed me to be. I'm so sorry I couldn't show up. I'm so sorry I was afraid. I'm so sorry for every single man that came before me that taught you what masculine energy it is, but it's not the truth. That is not masculine energy. That is a distortion. Please give me a chance. I wanna show up for you. I wanna provide for you. I wanna support you. I wanna be there for you. I wanna hold you. I wanna do what is required to make you feel safe. I wanna give you the discipline, the structure, the support that you need so you can blossom. I wanna see you blossom. I wanna see you melt. I want you to surrender fully to me, but you won't let me. And then my feminine says, how can I trust? How can I trust that this time is going to be different? How can I trust that you show up for me when you never show up for me? And my masculine says, just give me a chance. Please just give me a chance. Because every time you tell me I can't show up, every time you lose faith in me, I lose faith in me. And I feel weak. Every time you tell me I'm not good enough, I feel weak. Every time you don't allow me to hold you and see you and love you, I feel weak. All I want to do is show up for you. All I want to do is hold you and support you. All I want to do is make you feel loved and safe. All I want to do is provide for you and give you everything that you dreamed of that you need to let me. And that is how the dialogue goes most times. So I invite you, if you're a man here today, to let go of what you think you know about the masculine, to what you've seen about the masculine, and start to get to know your own inner masculine who you can trust to not be like the examples of masculine that you've seen. If you're a female, I invite you to start to have a dialogue with your own inner masculine, with God, with the true divine masculine, who is God, Father God, Father Sky, right? Some of us have huge wounding around God. It's the inner father, right? Archetype, the divine father. Because that level of masculine energy will never fail you it will always show up and support you it will always be there for you but we need to allow it to god won't step in and intervene and and <laughs> take care of shit and handle shit for us unless we allow it to but some of us are so used to being in control because we're terrified of what would happen if we relinquish the control right because the people that we've seen in control haven't had our best interests at heart. So I invite you to just feel into what would happen if I forgave. 
And I stopped allowing my perception of the masculine be tainted by what I've seen of the masculine, by the past masculine. And I allow the masculine to show up and surprise me because this is what I've seen, guys. Anytime I assume someone can't meet me, I assume they're just going to disappoint me. I assume they're not conscious, they're not evolved, they're not X, Y, Z capable of hearing me. Then they show up that way. But anytime I release my judgment, my expectations based on bitterness, and I allow them to show me who they are, they rise to the occasion. When I give someone the benefit of the doubt, most of the time they rise to the occasion. And we give someone the benefit of the doubt when we have the healthy masculine knowing that we can take ourselves out of that situation, knowing that we can discern when someone is crossing our boundaries because we have them in place, right? So don't go <laughs> just letting anyone do whatever the fuck they want. No, we do that piece when, once we, as, we trust ourselves to be able to walk away. We trust ourselves to be able to hold ourselves through the disappointment when they don't show up. We trust ourselves to know what safety feels like. We trust ourselves to make choices as an adult and then handle them. And we don't do that. We don't do that. We make a choice that's perceived as a bad choice. And, oh my God, I've backslid and God's going to punish me. Or I'm not perfect. You know, I, I still have this desire for love. And so therefore that makes me fucking unperfect. Instead of just saying, I, I'm honoring a choice that I made. And I know that I'm going to have myself no matter how this plays out. So be gentle with yourselves as this all integrates and lands. Go watch King Arthur. It's a really beautiful example. And there's actually a really brilliant interview of Guy Ritchie talking about like the the character arc of King Arthur and how it's this symbolic kind of metaphor for the masculine coming into manhood or like going from boy to man from page to king knight to king definitely go check it out it's a really great film YouTube the Guy Ritchie um, interview and for anyone looking to do further healing around the masculine um, I am launching a container. It starts in mid-November is the plan, but we're on pre-sale early bird at the moment. It's called Inner Warrior or Warrior Rising. It is all about cultivating your own masculine energy if you're a female. So you can feel safe, you can feel secure from within, and you can attract men in your environment who mirror that, but also to cultivate that sense of discipline, commitment, purpose, integrity, truth, um, direction, <laughs> commitment I said that assertiveness as a female which you can use towards your purpose and your mission because the divine masculine is all about service and purpose and direction and if you're a male and you're looking to step into or up level your masculine energy because you find it hard to find masculine mentors because to be honest guys there's a few but they're kind of not as prevalent as females doing this work so if you are looking for someone to guide you through that journey to heal your masculine wounding and step into divine masculine energy, there are some really beautiful Avalonian, Atlantean and Mayan transmissions coming through. Um, I am actually going on the 2nd of fucking November to Guatemala. I am a bit scared. It is part of this initiation for me to go five days on a jungle hike. Big, big, big initiation um, for me to fully embody this codex. So I am full disclosure right now in this moment, I'm not fully embodying the codex of this offering. And I know because spirit has told me part of my preparation to be the full embodiment of this divine masculine warrior is this jungle initiation, whatever the fuck that is going to be. So by the time this offering launches, I will have gone through that. 
I will have visited Master Pyramid, lots of really exciting things happening. So I'll put the details for that down in the comments, guys. Let me know if this one resonated. Let me know if it moves some stuff for you. I love you all. Until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cracked Open. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend if this episode has served you in any way. For more information about the work that I do or to get in touch with me, read the show notes or head to beckmylonis.com. Until next time, beautiful soul.